0: Welcome to Unsupervised Learning, a security and tech-focused podcast that looks at the ideas, patterns, and models that help you thrive in a changing world. All right, welcome to episode 381. This is Daniel Meisler. Starting off with my work, the right amount of trauma, my look at how trauma seems prevalent in high performers and how we're supposed to nurture something similar in our children without becoming monsters. This one has been quite popular. And universal business components, the first step in AI's takeover of the business world is turning every aspect of a job into a digestible component. So it can then be consumed by an AI system. Like McKinsey Cognition, which I'm sure will come out soon. All right, starting off with security news. North Korean threat actor Kamuski has been found using a new reconnaissance tool called Recon Shark in a global campaign. The tool is delivered through spear phishing emails. OneDrive links and malicious macros. Recon chart gathers system information for precision attacks. Verify Twitter accounts spread misinformation about an imminent nuclear strike. Two drones struck the Kremlin, and a number of Twitter accounts started saying that Russia was fueling up for a nuclear strike. And this is why blue check marks mattered in the past, because hopefully not many blue checks would have done this when they were actually validated people with some sort of reputation, as opposed to now where it just means you paid for the service. And Apple has started assembling iPhones in Brazil to continue diversifying production out of China. I believe China tipped its hand too quickly about being aggressive and taking over the planet, basically. And people are pulling out as quickly as possible. And now it's a race to see if they can capitalize on their advantages before the world ostracizes them. Or at least the countries that are able to. The NYPD says you should buy AirTags to protect your car from thieves. They even handed out 500 of them to New Yorkers. Sad times when crime is so bad that prevention isn't even an option, so the messaging basically becomes use something so that you could find your car after it's stolen. And the U.S. dollar is rapidly losing its status as the world's reserve currency. Multiple governments have moved off the dollar recently, and the percentage of reserves now sits at 58% versus 73% in 2001. Technology news. IBM plans to pause hiring for positions that could be replaced by AI and automation in the next five years. Krishna, the CEO, said he could easily see 30% of back office slash non-customer facing roles getting replaced in that timeframe. The World Economic Forum says 25% of jobs will be disrupted in the next five years. Sam Altman, the CEO of OpenAI says, the remote working experiment has failed. And if you wanna make new products, you need to be in the office. He said the tech isn't there yet to do remote in an immersive way. And I think he's right, but I don't like the fact that I think he's right. Nearly half of all YouTube views in the US are now viewed on a TV. Discord is migrating usernames to a Twitter-like format, so no more number prefixes or suffixes. Can't remember which one it is. But now it'll be an at symbol in your unique username, just like other services and you'll get a full screen prompt when it's time for you to change yours. California keeps wasting its annual runoff water by refusing to build a capture mechanism. Meanwhile, it keeps pulling more water from the Colorado River, which is basically drying up. The James Webb Space Telescope detected water vapor around a distant rocky exoplanet, GJ486b, which could indicate the presence of an atmosphere, but the water vapor might also be coming from a host star that's close by. Well, it's, it's star, it's not close by. It's the one in the solar system. So scientists are working to confirm whether it's actually atmosphere or if it's like vapor from the star, which I didn't know a star would have water vapor, but learn something all the time. Gen Z are buying dumb phones to reduce distractions, but uh, no, they're not replacing their smartphone with a dumb phone. They are buying an additional phone, which is a dumb phone just uh, for those occasions, like when you're camping or something, I guess. Pretty smart, actually. Ideas, local models are where it's at. If you're dabbling in AI to any degree, you should be thinking about local models as well. Open AI and Hugging Face are about to be two players on a vast field. Local models have some serious advantages, including a lack of resource limits imposed by a company and the ability to create stuff that centralized companies might disallow. If you want to write the latest erotic romance novel, for example, you're going to have trouble doing that with OpenAI or any other commercial offering. Or maybe you want to make content that's embarrassing and you don't want to associate it with your account. And for business, the case is even stronger because once they start implementing SPQA for their own data, they want to have the freedom to do it their way on their own machines. Some will still use cloud outsource options, but some will demand to do it internally. Expect some of the main competitors for OpenAI and Google and Meta to be open source in addition to big companies. A post-AI, solar punk future for humans. So I get asked a lot these days, what I see as an ideal outcome for humanity, especially given a rise of AI and automation. Robotics will make it even worse. The question I get is, what could a possible good future even look like? I think there are multiple options, each with varying levels of likelihood and distance into the future. But the one I think is most healthy and most ideal assuming you don't modify ourselves to have completely different ones and needs is something like local community model. It's super high tech, but the tech is largely invisible. It's tech designed to serve human communities, not the other way around. And I asked Twitter and I finally found the best example of this that I've ever seen. It's absolutely wonderful. In unrelated news, I really want a yogurt. So check out the link and you'll see why. And the self-checkout tipping anti-pattern, something nefarious is going on with tipping. Specifically, the kind where you're made to look like an asshole if you decline to while paying for a coffee on an automated terminal. The scenario is you're being observed by a young cashier, and you're presented with tipping options. And at the bottom of the screen, there's a click here to declare you're a horrible human being button. And she's watching you to see if you press it. So yeah, I regularly end up paying like $9 for boba tea. I'm of two minds here. One, this is a dark pattern of manipulation and I should resist it at all costs. Or two, shut the fuck up. You make a lot of money and she doesn't, so pay the tip. I've thus far sided mostly with number two. How about you? Notes. I have my web app up and running for my AI services platform. Super exciting. Really enjoying this week's UL Book Club book, which is Chip War. It's uh, invaluable education on the current status with SMC, no, TSMC, <laughs> and China, and uh, all the different shipmakers. Really, really cool stuff. And of course, all the bans and embargoes that Biden has put on China. Really, really good education. Highly recommended for anyone in tech. And looking forward to this month's mid-month meetup on AI. Hope to see you all there. And I finished Picard season three while I was sick one of the most emotional times I've ever had watching a TV show. STTNG hits me in the soul. I grew up on it. The version of the world it represents has shaped me as a person, and Picard himself has shaped me as a leader and as a human. Seeing the crew back together and the way they executed the season, it was was just amazing. Like, arms in the air, cheering level amazing. Loved it. If you like Star Trek The Next Generation and you haven't seen this, here's what you should do. Watch it with a friend who also loves Star Trek The Next Generation and hasn't seen it yet. Use something like SharePlay, which I haven't used yet somehow, or do it in person. But trust me, you want to watch this with a friend who also loves the show. I wish I could have, but I'll probably re-watch it and do that. All right, Discovery. Hack-a-Prompt, a CTF based on hacking large language models, Cloudflare Radar, a worldwide pew pew map thing, but mostly for networking. Pandas AI, a Python library that adds AI to pandas. Vim Keybindings Everywhere, a massive list of the various places you can use Vim key bindings. Building a red team infrastructure in 2023. Code Threat AI Assistant, a static analysis tool that uses OpenAI to provide fix suggestions, taint flow, explanations, and possible attack scenarios. Yuval Harari says AI could create new religions that control humans. I'd love to read more about this by clicking on the link, but I'm not subscribing to the Times in England somewhere. The concept alone of uh, yeah, AI creating religions, I think is enough to get the point of it, though. And Open Llama, an open source reproduction of Meta's Llama LLM. And implementing lane chain in 100 lines of code. Quite a good piece. And uh, I worked on this actually over the weekend and it definitely works. Recommendation of the week. Remember there are possible worlds on the other side of AI taking most jobs. Many good possible worlds. But one of the best ones is the idea of returning to local farms, local communities, and local life. Cities will still be fun, but life would be mostly based around people. And of course, cities can be based around people as well, but different vibe. So it wouldn't be about the climb or the status, but people. And we'd spend our time working on things, getting our hands dirty, striving, creating art, cultivating land, growing food, exchanging it for other things of value. I'm not saying this is likely, and it certainly isn't anytime soon, but it's possible. And if it appeals to you, then that's what you should be putting in for for all this different effort around AI. We should be thinking about what's on the other side of of this chasm we're about to rush into. This life I'm talking about, it's better than working at some manga company so you can hopefully afford a house when you're 43. Tech can reduce our humanity or we can use it to magnify humanity. Let's do the latter. In the aphorism of the week, technology is a useful servant, but a dangerous master. Technology is a useful servant, but a dangerous master. Christian Luce Long. Unsupervised Learning is produced and edited by Daniel Meisler on a Neumann U87 AI microphone using Hindenburg. Intro and outro music is by Zombie with a Y. And to get the text and links from this episode, sign up for the newsletter version of the show at danielmiesler.com newsletter. We'll see you next time.